the racetracks around Australia. Here's Inside Motorsport. A lot to get through today. We have the round five wrap of the Shell Australian Touring Car Championship. Catch up with Dick Johnson and Craig Lowndes. Also, we'll be speaking to Jim Richards on his third victory out of six starts in the Target Tasmania. For more Inside Motorsport, contact your nearest community broadcaster for details of broadcast times across Australia. The headline reads, Ingle takes the V8 championship lead, but John Bow returns to the winner's circle. Castrol's Russell Ingalls eclipsed Craig Lowndes in the Shell V8 Championship chase Sunday at Winton International Raceway with a second at round five, giving him a four-point lead over the mobile driver for the season crown. Ingle now leads the table with 504 points to Craig Lowndes' second on 500 points. The win today for Tasmanian John Bow on his Dunlop shot, Shell Falcon, brought him to third place overall with 424 points. Bow's victory came from two heat wins and a second placing, while Ingle in his Castrol Perkins Commodore picked up first and second and third results, putting him second place overall on the day. Mark Scaife, the Hoch RT driver, despite struggling with his Bridgestone tyres on the Winton circuit, finished third overall for Craig Lowndes. It was a fourth and third result in the early heat, but he was further hampered with a punt off the starting line from Castrol boss Larry Perkins. Saw Lowndes suffer severe panel damage and a retirement after 10 laps. Craig, are those HRT mechanics getting paid for the amount of panels they have to clean up? No, unfortunately not. We uh, we had two good races. The last race we got some, uh, some panel damage. We got caught up in turn one, or virtually the start of the start of the third race and going into turn one where uh, I sort of, I guess I was a little bit of a ping pong boy. I went from uh, I think Larry Perkins jumped out and then I, I ended up with, uh, hitting Russell Ingalls which uh, I come out the worst of all, all four of them so uh, yeah, the last race we actually had a DNF so we're, we're sort of not, not too good we're, we're now four points behind Russell Ingalls in the, in the chase for the championship so uh, got a little bit of work to do. Alright, things were looking good for you right at the start of the weekend with uh, your teammate Mark Scaife being on the pole well, yeah, Mark, Mark definitely had the, the speed for the, for the qualifying and uh, put it on pole position, which uh, was a little bit surprised. We didn't think we actually could out, out sort of qualify the Dunlops here, uh, but you know, it wasn't the same case in the races. The Dunlops uh, definitely had the speed during the races and uh, you know, went on to, to have three good wins. And uh, Unfortunately, it's it just the way it was going to work out for us. And uh, Now we've got to look, look, for the, look for the next re- the meetings coming up, which is uh, South Australia, and hopefully we can turn the tables again. I believe there was a bit of niggle right throughout the whole grid, not just uh, with the Castrol cars, but everyone was sort of getting into it today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, going right back to the privateers, I think the whole whole field definitely had uh, uh, maybe some some drivers definitely had problems during the whole whole three races. Uh, you know, just keep getting, I guess, caught up with uh, just just other competitors. It, it was a, a small circuit; it was very hard to pass, uh, and, and and I guess passing it. it you really need to, I guess, put it on the line, and sometimes putting it on the line, I guess, meant uh, hitting another competitor, which is unfortunate. But uh, you know, I guess it's getting tougher and tougher these days to score points, and uh, you know, sometimes uh, things that things like that does happen. All right. Whilst you holding competitors were fighting amongst yourself, it did let John Bow get back into the hunt. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, John Bow definitely got back into the hunt. He won the second race, and then went on to win the last race. So. John, John won the day, and uh, you know, I guess it's good for the Ford supporters. But uh, yeah, he's uh, third in the championship now, and 
I guess, uh, starting to close that, that gap between Russell and myself. Thank you. It uh, definitely didn't turn out the way I wanted to, but uh, we've walked away, uh, I guess, we're still 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 in the chance of winning the championship, and uh, we've still got six round, uh, five rounds to go, so uh, anything can happen. Well, Dick Johnson, congratulations. John up the front, and you having the best run ever. Yeah, I did, actually. It, was, uh, it wasn't too bad a day, really, all round for us. You know, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the way the car's starting to go now, and... Uh, and the team's operating very well. It's just it's a very difficult racetrack to pass somebody, and uh, and these days uh, the cars are very very even. So uh, you know you've just got to sit back and wait for somebody to make a mistake. Well, you managed to do that quite successfully off the start, but at the start of race number three, you were sitting back there. How did you uh, find that come together? Well, the hole disappeared in front of me, mate. And this sort of deal, uh, if a hole's there, you just go and grab it. And if somebody fills it up, you end up in an accident. Fortunately, uh, everybody else was sort of knocking each other around a fair bit. And uh, I got to the point where I got up to third. But, uh, but when I got caught up behind Scapey there for a while, it, uh, it really sort of, sort of made it very difficult for me. I couldn't get around him at all. All right. Now, Scapey was shown the... Bad sportsman flag. Yeah, the sportsman's flag. Much come out of that? Well, I don't think any came out of it. I think Scapey's blind. Just talking about those fines, team owner copped the fine as well as the driver? No, 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 just the driver, mate. Like, I don't pay <laughs> Bowie's fines, I can tell you. <laughs> just going back a bit further, we've seen your son Stephen back in the car now, and I guess that must be a, a great thrill for you after what happened in New Zealand. Well, it is, actually. He, uh, he, you know, he's just elated to be out there, and, and all he needs is a little bit of race experience. I know he's got the speed. He just needs a bit of experience, and, uh, and he'll cut it with the best of After he's been through uh, such a tough recuperation, Seeing the sponsor that he's got on board, he can appreciate that sponsorship as much as uh, the people who are going for the exposure with the Race for Life campaign. Well, exactly, but uh, I think it's a tremendous uh, way to have get make awareness for uh, for the road trauma fund. That you know, like we all think about people these days who uh, who have accidents, and uh, the thing is that the ones that die and uh, are unfortunate, but uh, the people they leave behind are the ones that really cop the brunt of it. And this is what the fund's all about. All right, Dick, the, the other important uh, story that's been talked about in racing circles is, are the Ford sandbags, are you telling right. John just to slow it down so to make sure you've got the best chance at the well, primus? Well, if you were slowing it down when he was out the front, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> uh, Where's but, those team orders, Dick? Well, there's, there's absolutely no way in the world that, uh, that you could tell these guys to slow down. Um, but there's a lot of self-pride and everything like that that goes into this sort of game. It, it's so competitive, you can't afford to sort of be a sandbagger. If you're a sandbagger, you, you're doing a pretty good job of it because, uh, you know, it's too cut to trust for that. Ravel Steering is Canberra's longest established steering and suspension specialist. With their experience, there are no better people to turn to for shock absorbers, TRW tie rod ends and ball joints, polyurethane suspension bushes and the famous King Springs. Ravel Steering offer a range of wheel alignment and balancing. So call today to find out why your vehicle's steering and suspension can be maintained or improved by Revell Steering, 28 Mort Street, Braddon, phone 62477711. Jim Richards managed to pick up his third victory at the Target Tasmania. Well, yeah, no, well, obviously, you know, we come down here to uh, drive in our cars and do as good as we can, and uh, you can't do any better than, than winning it each time, so it's, uh, it's terrific for Barry and I. And, of course, uh, Another big victory in the 50th year of Porsche in Australia. Yes, no, it was, it was terrific. I mean, I, I took out the what they call the modern section, and uh, Peter Fitzgerald took out the classic section in the uh, little 356 
Porsche uh, museum car, so it was a it was a good event for Porsche in itself, but uh, but it was a good event, uh, full stop. Mm. And good news there for the Tasmanians who figured fairly high up, second position in that RX-7. Yes, well that's now been um, been been, been uh, reversed. Um, that car has been taken out of second position, and the second position has been taken up by um, the uh, Toyota Sora of Craig Dean. In Grand Ball, but apparently the, 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 I don't know the exact um, formalities of why why that happened, but I think it, it may have been entered in the wrong class, or they, they were running in the wrong class, and it may not have been supposed to be there. So it was, it, I think it was disqualified, but I'm not really sure. Quickest target Tasmania ever, as well. Well, it was the driest. <laughs> uh, the fifth day down the west coast of Tassie, every single day, the time that we've been in it, which is which is the six times now, it has been wet. Down the down the west coast. Well, this year it was dry the whole way, uh, and that would have made it a quicker event, mm. obviously. And but everywhere else was dry as well. Mm. One thing that makes this also a very special motoring rally is that the fastest man traditionally had to start from the rear of the grid, which uh, made for plenty of passing and not always in the uh, most opportune times. I think that's one thing I know the the dirt rally drivers don't particularly like. Well, do you think because this is a tar steel competition, and what they've got, they've got obviously. Um, because you're going to the main roads of Tassie, they want the field to be compressing all the time. So that means they start the slowest car first and the fastest car last. So as the day goes on, the field compresses into a more compact group, you might say. If they started, obviously, the, the faster cars in the front, the field would be spreading out all the time. So the idea of starting the fastest car last is a good idea because it compresses the field and it gets the whole field closer together and, it, and eventually you finish closer. Uh, together at the end of the day than you did when you just at the start. And we, we compete on the main roads and uh, they just close the main roads off and, and we compete. And, but it's got the, um, you know, it's got the blessing of everyone in Tassie. They, they, they love it. And the, the spectators turn out in their thousands to, to wave us on and clap us and cheer. It, 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 it's a really, you know, a good event in that respect. And Jim, just on another note, Stephen is over in Europe now with the Nissan team. How's that all been going for him? Yes, it's been going good. He's been um, doing testing and practice at each meeting that they've been to and, uh, and I think that uh, the contribution that he's making is um, is being seen. Yeah, I think it's good. He's enjoying it. And hopefully uh, it's not a very big step then to go from testing to becoming a driver. No, exactly. Well, that's, uh, at the moment he, he's, he's not um, in line for a drive with the team because the drivers they've got are contracted and, and there's no way they want to get rid of them anyway because they're great drivers. But Steve's in there just uh, running the, the third car as a test car and uh, trying to help Nissan and the drivers uh, win their first championship. Congratulations once again, Jim, for your third victory. You expect next year you'll be trying once again for a fourth? Yeah, for sure. No, I, I enjoyed the event thoroughly, and uh, so Barry and I will be competing again next year for sure. For more Australian motorsport news, choose the newspaper with the most motorsport news. For subscription details, email msnews at corplink.com.au. Motorsport News, proud sponsors of Inside Motorsport. <laughs> to contact Inside Motorsport, please send email to Ravel at spirit.com.au Well, Top Fuel Tony Galea joins us now with the first round of the Winter Series and the Wild Bunch, Simon Farrell. Unfortunately, bad luck struck the Bungendore bullet once again. Poor old Simon hurt the car. He was met up with Gary Caulfield and we waited and waited and, and then lo and behold, Simon didn't show up so uh, Gary Caulfield took, took the win. First time ever, a solo a solo final. But anyway, he ended up taking the win of the, oh, here we go, 5.31 at 110 miles an hour. And we had a consolation uh, final too, and the, the run, runner-up was Al Sabello, 
And the winner was uh, Andrew Keenan, that nice little neat looking uh, LJ Tirana. A real special treat for the drag racing fans that were out there. Tommy Steve Reed debuting his brand new top alcohol racer. And number one, it looked like a fantastic bit of gear. Uh, but they were all day just trying to work with that one to get it to run. That's right. Uh, they were trying to sort out the um, fuel system on the car. Um, as you know, the injection system is really intricate on, on the car. I spoke to Steve earlier on in the day. He said that they tried another profile camshaft in it, and what the car was idling, it was like running fat, uh, and it was running really, really good. I mean, under load, it seemed like the car just didn't want to go. It's like cough and flutters and all that. I mean, he, he was saying he took the car down the called national, and he didn't even qualify the car. So um, he had the opportunity today here at Canberra National Drag Race. Five passes. So it was really good to see something like that. I mean, it's like uh, highlights the show even more. Quick 16, well, um, runner-up was uh, Charlie McCarley and two meetings in a row, Terry Aglin. Um, that's not too bad. He took, took the winner at the uh, bracket attack and this time he took the Quick 16 win at uh, Canberra National for the Quick 16 bracket. And, of course, that is a doll, your own bracket. But the, in this class where he was running up against the likes of Kim Nielsen's rear-engine dragster, had Alton modified of Peter Wilson on in that class, as well as any sort of super sedan or street stock that you'd like to point your finger at. There was some really great racing there and some fantastic matchups in the end. With super sedan, um, the winner was Paul Partridge, roll a wagon. They call it the, the, the wind-up. Really, it's a neat-looking car. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cute package. So... Um, he, he ended up taking the win, and I think the, the runner-up was Andrew Ashley in that nice-looking blue spree. It was on a red light, so Andrew red-lighted, uh, automatically giving the win to uh, Paul Partridge. Thanks for being with us, and I hope you can join us next time for more Inside Motorsport. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media in the studios of Triple SFM Canberra.